Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. This is your love coach, Jimmy Allen. And it is that season, the holiday season again. And I wanna provide you with some coaching that will help you get through this holiday season. So stay tuned for Crazy Juicy Love. Yay! Welcome back to Crazy Juicy Love, guys. I had to create this podcast because, you know, doing some research on being single and doing holidays and I came upon, you know, some YouTube stuff that people, a lot of singles posting about being lonely and depressed um, around the holidays and there was no one really giving tips of how to deal with your loneliness or how to deal with your depression and I just found that was fascinating and you know I came across a couple of articles and as you guys know I'm a calling in one coach and I'll just like you know doing my research and like my god like you know so many things that I've studied and learned can really help people um, during this holiday season which is a time to celebrate love and life and be with people you love even in times where you don't feel like it so um, you know, I came up with this list of things you can do um, while dealing with your loneliness and depression while being single during the holidays. And, you know, I've, trust me, girl, I've been there. So, you know, so here's some things that I have taken on myself when I was really, you know, feeling down and out. So first I'll, I'll share... You know, when I first came to New York, um, you know, when you come to New York or L.A. or any big cities, you you have these big aspirations and, you know, you're now in this new place that's full of excitement, full of new opportunities and chances, Broadway, film, whatever, big jobs, whatever. And it can be exciting, you know, and I recall, you know, moving here and with nearly $9,000 in the bank, you know, I, I didn't get a job right away because I was I was determined to give me a Broadway show, even though I didn't have much training in singing. Uh, but I knew that people liked me and I knew I was a talented, dance, talented dancer. And so things started to not turn out the way I wanted it to be and you know one of my best friends who I moved up here at a time was in a relationship and you know um, he was dealing with that relationship and you know he was really fighting for this relationship and when I looked at him and it was the moment I realized that I did, had no idea what it one, what it was like to be in love, two, what it was like to fight for love, three, what it was like to be in a long-term relationship because I had, at that point, when I moved to New York, had never been in a relationship. And here I was, this actor, trying to portray different characters, even in dance, like uh, dancing to love songs. It's like I felt like, I felt like a, a fraud because I had nothing to pull from to, from my experience, to give life to characters, to give life to screenplays that I was writing, to give life 
um, beyond what I could do as a dancer, as an artist, I had nothing to draw from. And so I felt lonely because not only was he in a relationship, then we started to hang around other people in relationships. And oftentimes I was the third wheel when we went out. And he was, they were very uh, publicly, public display of affection. When we're together, I mean, they will be full on making out while I'm like sitting there watching them, you know, and I'm just like, listen, you know, I don't need to see that. I'm single. Y'all fucking, I'm not like, I I just, (laughs) it was just something that I just cannot wrap around when you're with a couple and they're just like, and you're the third wheel, obviously, and they're just like full on going at it at the table. But anyway, um, and I had to, I started catering and working jobs I didn't like. I was like moving further and further away. You know, auditions was wasn't happening, and I, w- I was not dating at the time. I was I was I was trying to date. Um, I had dated a guy upstate, uh, you know, he was, you know, my first guy I ever dated. And and I noticed that he was very emotionally unavailable. Like, I mean, he would not want to be, he didn't want to be one of my friends. He was very um, closed off, not open, um, didn't really share himself with me. And, and I didn't give myself to him and he was upset, you know, because I was just like, I can't be with somebody who didn't even want to get to know my friends or be around the people that I love. Like, he was always pulling me upstate, paying for, like, you know, expensive restaurants and clothes and, like, just... I didn't have to pay for anything. Like, he really treated me like a king, you know? And But it still wasn't enough because it wasn't what I, I desired. And even though I didn't know what it was, I knew... His money was not it. So I broke it off with him. And I my and I broke it off with him. And then around this time, my bank account was very low. Um, I was literally working from paycheck to paycheck. And you know, my debt, my school loan was starting to kick in. I had to start paying back this student loan plus I had two credit cards I think it was like $21,000 in debt um, and I was living uh, with two female roommates that you know one of them we were not getting along one moved out um, she had a sublet and she had got a show at the Rockettes as a Rockette and then she had this other girl sublet and her boyfriend was coming over every time and it was just like it was a disaster and I fell into this really bad depression for almost like two months. I stopped calling my best friend. I stopped uh, answering his text messages. I would literally go to work, come home, and just lay in bed. Watch porn, lay in bed. Stare out the window. And there was this really deep heaviness that I, I just... It's hard to explain when you're in this depression. Like, I just didn't you know want to reach out to anyone because that's one of the things 
when you're depressed, you don't want to reach out to anyone. You don't want to burden anyone with your sad story. You just want to handle it all along. Like, you know, when is this thing uh, going to blow over? But it took me nearly three months. Like, it did not blow over. And, you know, my best friend at the time, he literally... He called me every day and I would, you know, not answer his call. He was like, I'm here for you. I love you. Uh, Whenever you need him, whenever you're ready to talk, we can talk. And um, I remember uh, flying home to Miami and had a really great time. Didn't tell my mom what was going on. I was like sort of lying through my teeth like, yeah. Yeah, you know, New York is New York is this, New York is that, and um, I was when I got on that plane to go back home. I just knew that I was being so inauthentic. I was being not only to, not only to my mother, but was to myself. I was just lying because I had never, you know, told anyone that I was depressed. Like, you know, as a man. You don't display those type of things because you don't want to be perceived as weak. And I did not want my mom to see me as weak. And plus, me and my mom, at this point in our lives, in our relationship, we were not really the best uh, communicators. We were not in a really great place. So she did. And also, she was someone I didn't feel safe sharing myself with. And my family wasn't close. I didn't have close family members to share myself with and I didn't have many friends in New York at the time that could I could reach out to and I was just in a really dark place and and you know money was very scarce I had you know I remember doing this like catering gig uh it was like a week two weeks of work and the only uh Downfall of working this gig that you don't get your check until five weeks after the gig, and it was just, it was just bad. And I was, and I also, I had too much pride to ask to go to unemployment and ask for help. You know, I was so embarrassed when I went to the unemployment office to ask for help, and the guy looked at me. He was like. Why are you embarrassed? It's like you work hard for this money. That's what it's for when you uh, when you when these moments happen. And so it like really hit me, you know. And and also this was a time where um, I was the secret was um, the movie The Secret was coming out. Uh, I think resurfaced. I'm not sure if it's resurfaced or came back out. But anyway. I totally forgot about these principles and I just had my laptop. I didn't have a TV. We didn't have a TV in the apartment. You know, I was laying in bed watching The Secret and I was watching I was watching The Secret. They were talking about thoughts and how your thoughts shape your world and and whatever thoughts you are dwelling in, that is the reality of your world. And I was just like, "Holy shit. Like how did I like forget that and I think there was a moment in the film the woman every day she would go to the mirror and she would say her affirmations and she would 
tell herself. And she also had, um, the woman was dealing with cancer at the time, and she had these like sentences that she would say over and over and over again. And she surrounded herself with love and people who she loved. And, um, and she would do this mirror work. So I literally paused the, the movie and I went to the restroom and I remember saying, this will never happen to me again. And I just was like, I love you, Jimmy. I love you, Jimmy. Like, we're creating abundance. We're creating, you know, a healthy life. We're creating love in your life. You can be vulnerable. You can do this. You got this. And I remember breaking down. I remember sending an email to my mother. And I said, told her the situation about my check. And I need your help paying the rent. I literally, 10 minutes later, five minutes later, she called. She said, tomorrow, I'm going to deposit $2,000 in your bank account. I said, thank you, hung up the phone, and I broke down crying. And I called my best friend, and I shared what I was going through, and he was there for me, and it was really good to share what what I was dealing with. So, you know, you are not alone out there. You know, during this holiday season, it's so easy to get trapped in this mundane cycle, this vicious cycle that uh, of thoughts that keeps us down. And loneliness during the holidays is a, a big, big thing. Um, and, you know, watching everyone who are in relationships or newly people posting online what they're doing with their boo, what they're, you know, what trip they're going on, you know, snowing, so sorry, skiing, you know, you know, the pictures of the family together with their new boo, you know, spending two holidays with their new boo, you know, and it's a time where we can be gripped with heavy emotions of longing to be with someone. And it can be exhausting and excruciating during the holiday season. And it's so easy to make ourselves wrong for not succeeding in the career or being where we need to be in our career right now or be where we need to be in the relationship that we're already in right now or even haven't put ourselves out there to be in a relationship. And loneliness is... Um, it's not only a painful emotional place, but it can be very devastating and very impactful psychologically and physical, physically on oneself. Like you just don't want to go to the gym. You start drinking a lot. Sometimes you can self-sabotage yourself. A lot of people start cutting themselves around this time of the year just so they can feel something. Uh, and I'm here to tell you there is another way. And I'm going to share with you some steps that and some things that I did for myself to snap my ass out of that place and so you can too so number one thing number one thing get out of bed no matter what no matter how you feel get out of bed put on your clothes go outside and just be with the name with nature and connect with like breathe fresh air like uh, uh, just breathing deep breathing waking your brain up you know over and over and over again taking deep breaths and just being 
just being grateful for something, like being grateful that you got out of the bed, you are seeing daylight, you're able to breathe fresh air. You know, Jimmy, whatever your name is, I love you. And the second thing is exercise. You know, you know, I recently was depressed recently, and and I. And, you know, what's the, the, the next thing is to be vulnerable and share what you're going through with someone you feel safe with. And luckily, I have one of my best friends. You know, he texted me out of the blue. And I almost hesitated to not share this with him. And I, said, and I said to him, you know, I've been very depressed. And the first thing he asked me, are you exercising? And I said, well, kind of. And so and I was like, you know what? I increased my exercise uh, routine. I started working out instead of three times, four to five times a week. And then I started adding burpees because I realized I wasn't increasing my cardio because I have been dealing with a back injury for the last year and a half. And although I'm in a better place, my cardio was not up. So I started adding burpees between every set and it literally started to really make me feel alive. Um, I started to exercise more. I started to feel good. Feel good. The second thing I started to do is started to change my diet. Uh, I started taking meat out of my diet. Started taking heavy meat. Started eating a more clean vegetarian um, diet. Although I eat seafood here and here and there, but I just started to feel. I just started to, to do things to feel good and started to eat uh, more vegetarian, more plant-based, I started to feel really, really good. This, the third thing that you can do, there is a video that literally woke me up. Uh, it's by Lisa Nichols. It's called Why You Must Play Full Out People. That video is a very short video by Lisa Nichols. You can look her up on YouTube, one of my favorite motivational transformational speakers. And she was in a near life situation literally last week. Her plane lost power in mid air. Holy shit. You talking about I was sweating as I was listening to this thing. Um, but, but her point was that we waste no, for her first point was, if I die today, would I be good with the people in my life? And for the first time in her life, she said, I would be good. I would be good. I am good with every single person in my life. I made peace with my mom and dad before they died. And my son will be well taken care of once I go. And I had a moment, I said, well... I'm really good with the people in my life. You know, I've, you know, owned up to a lot of things. I've done a lot of transformational work that really dealt with my own pain. I I feel good. Um, and, and the other thing she was, what was saying is that, did I make an impact the way I want to make an impact on the people that she wanted to make an impact on? And her answer was, yes, but there's still more. And I thought about that. Have I made an impact on with my coaching business, with what I'm out to do? And I was just like, not, I have, but not really. I still have more to do. And that's what she said. I still have more to do. Play full out. You have more to do. You have more to give people. 
crazy juicy love you have juicy love to give and the other thing I started to wake up in the morning I started to notice the thoughts that was running the show like some moments I would wake up and I would say God I wish I could wake up from this nightmare or sometimes dare to say it sometimes and when I had this thought I was just like wait a minute what is who is really speaking at this moment child I had a real Eckhart Tolle moment and had this thought of like I didn't want to wake up and I was like wait a minute is that really true is that what I really want to do like what is really happening right now and I started noticing the pattern of I don't want to I don't want to wake up right now I don't want to wake up right now I don't want to wake up right now over a couple of days turn into I don't want to wake up and I was just like oh no and so luckily in that moment my friend texted me I told him what was going on and he gave me some advice and exercise breathing eating properly and one of the other things he told me to do is get back into reading um, The Universe uh, Has Your Back by Gabriella Bernstein. And that book, again, woke me up like returning back to love. Everything needs to return back to love. Return back to love. Loving, loving on myself. Really upping my exercise game. Really changing the way I eat really sharing myself vulnerably with people really sharing a story with you and hopefully it would inspire you to love on yourself to forgive yourself for having those thoughts being grateful every single moment every single day and for just being alive for being healthy you know so guys i hope this really helped you to really deal with your your depression and your loneliness in this holiday season you are not alone If you need to have more conversations, I am here for you. Leave a comment in the box. Reach out to me via Instagram, Jimmy Allen, and I can help you, coach you, and deal with that and help you create a happy, juicy, healthy love life of self-love. Happy holidays. Hey, guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love.